News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Welcome to Cooking the Books, I'm Francis Cook. Just like finding someone to team up with in the game of life can have the happy side effect of boosting your wealth building, going through a split can have the opposite impact. It can be financially devastating. That's why the latest New Zealand Relationship Property Survey caught my attention. It found that people in their 40s are in the most danger of a split, while the 50-plus age group is also on the rise. That's a time pretty close to retirement and could make it hard to recover well enough to enjoy your golden years. So, is there any way the system should change in order to reduce the financial hit if you really need to separate? And is there anything you can do when you first get into a relationship to future-proof yourselves? News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by Kirsty Swaddling, the chair of the Family Law Section of the Law Society. Now, you put out this really interesting survey, of course, yourselves and Grant Thornton, um, and it really highlighted the people over 40 and also the people over 50 increasingly in dangers of a split. Was that surprising to you, sort of like that there's a huge amount at stake here and it's possibly in danger? Well, it certainly highlights that there are people that have been in long-term relationships at at times that Mm. are then uh, coming to the end of that relationship and needing to divide up property. Mm. What the survey also highlighted was that there's a number of people in the older age groups that are actually doing contracting out agreements. So that indicates that they're going into new relationships, Mm. but they're taking the time to actually uh, look at what they want to happen with property in case the, uh, Mm. the, the subsequent relationship doesn't work out. And, and entering into an agreement as to what should happen if they do separate. Yeah, but there's a lot at stake, right, financially, if people split. Can you walk us through a bit of what's at stake? Well, the main thing that's at stake is the family home mm. because at the moment the law provides that um, the family home is relationship property mm. and it doesn't matter whose property it was at the start of the relationship. Right. So if there there are two people entering into a relationship, one brings the family home mm. and the other um, may not have much in the way of assets at all, the, after the three years that home becomes relationship property. Mm. Um, so where it's a relationship that is starting not at the, the beginning of someone's life but is, is partway through and someone's bringing a home with them, mm-hmm. they may want to think about protecting that in the event of a uh, of the relationship not working out. Mm. In some ways, it's a bit like an insurance policy. <laughs> yes, yes. And right before retirement as well, I mean, I think it's always um, relationships are not good, relationships breaking up are not good for your finances. Um, But particularly if it's been a long-term relationship and you're coming closer towards retirement or you're at least a long way through your career, there are a lot of things at stake in that relationship. I mean, could this have a significant impact on people's retirement if it goes wrong? Absolutely. Um, People generally have plans looking forward into retirement and expectations as to what's going to happen. Mm. And they don't generally plan, if they're in a long-term relationship, that that is going to split. Mm. And the reality is that two people living 
in different households is a lot more expensive than two people living in the same household. Yeah. So the financial implications of separating close to retirement can be quite devastating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Never mind all of the fees you can sometimes be paying just to separate things. Okay, are there any system changes that are needed to help people going through what is already emotionally a difficult time, um, but also a financially difficult time? Should we change anything? Well, the Law Commission has actually done an in-depth project on looking at the uh, Property Relationships Act. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have said, yes, the time is right to make some changes to the Act. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no immediate plans by the government at this stage to pick that up. They've picked up one or two things that have been said about looking at what should happen on the death of one party. Um, And there's going to be some further work done on that, but the rest of the changes are just going to be put off until that work's been done. But one of the things that the Law Commission said is that while generally people seem happy in New Zealand with the idea of a 50-50 split, the split of the family home Mm -hmm. is not necessarily something that people feel is appropriate anymore. Um, And so they have suggested that there be a change um, in that if you bring a home to the relationship, it should, that the equity that you have in that home at the time that the relationship starts Mm. should remain the equity of the person who brings that home to the relationship. So it's only the increase in value that would then become shared property rather than the whole home. Could that be complicated? Well, yes, you have to look back and see what the value was and uh, and do a little bit of digging into the, the history, depending on when the relationship was. And the other thing is that once people actually bought another house, then mm. that would disappear. Um, but but it, it might actually address some of the concerns that people have at the moment, and certainly with shorter-term relationships. Right. Um, but I think that probably one of the things that people need to think about is just doing a contracting out agreement. Right. You know, and, and when saying, you say a contracting out agreement, in layman's terms, what layman's, is that? Okay. <laughs> it used to be known as prenup. Right. Um, so basically it's where the couple get together, and it can be before they enter into a relationship, but it can be partway through the relationship. And they talk about money issues and property issues and what they think should happen if their relationship doesn't work. Mm. And it's actually quite a good discussion to have. Um, I, I always say that if people can talk about the, the really hard stuff like that, then it bodes well for the relationship. So yes. um, some people think, oh, no, I can't talk about that because then uh, the, the, that, that, that might harm the relationship. Mm. But I, I think that the, the opposite is actually true. Right. And yeah, that's a really important point. I want to come back to that because um, I did have a listener question um, that got sent in. And thank you so much for that. Um, From someone who is keen to get ahead, it sounded like they were in a committed relationship, but fairly newly um, and wanting to make sure they were ahead of issues. And he said, should he be considering a trust or maybe an investment company company within the family? And I look at something like that and I, I think... I've heard a lot of stories of trusts being broken and not being the protection that people thought they were. Um, An investment company strikes me as possibly adding quite a few layers of bureaucracy. And I look at it and I think a prenup 
sounds simpler. But am I maybe oversimplifying? I'd love to know your thoughts. Well, I think I think a prenup is is a really good idea. Mm. Uh, having said that, if you do a contracting out agreement, mm. um, it's important that you don't just put it in the bottom drawer and think, right. okay, I've done it. I don't need to think about it anymore. Mm. Because if circumstances change, then it may be appropriate to review, review that agreement and amend it. Mm-hmm. So it it is something that you do need to consider as as a, a living kind of document. Right. For example, a couple might enter into the agree, into an agreement and they might say, well, we all keep our own property and mm. that's nice and straightforward. And then the children might come along right. and suddenly one of them's not working right. and they, they might need to readdress whether that agreement is still appropriate. Mm. So it is something that is an ongoing thing. Trusts, you're, you're absolutely right, are a really difficult issue. Mm. Um, there, there are ways of getting property back out of trust in limited circumstances, and the Law Commission has identified the whole issue of trusts and relationship property needs to be addressed as well, because it can provide unfairness, um, and it can certainly provide results that people weren't expecting. Where, in what sort of ways? Well, where property is taken back out of the trust, mm. um, or if people are married, there's, there's you talked about trust busting, there's mm. a, a provision um, that enables the court to actually divide up property that's in a trust in certain circumstances. Mm. So yes, that's, that's uh, difficult. With companies, um, again, it's a matter of looking at what whether that company is separate property or relationship property and even if it starts off as separate property if there's an increase in value because of relationship property being put into it or because the parties have done work on it Mm. um, then that increase in value can also be uh, relationship property so the strongest Uh thing that you can do is the good old prenup and it strikes me that even if you were interested in a trust or an investment company, I mean, to my mind, I look at those and they look like extra hassle for not the results that people once thought you got. But some people want to do it differently. That's fine. But it still strikes me that a prenup would be needed if you're worried to cover them anyway. Exactly. There can be very good reasons for having trusts mm. and, and there's, there's still uh, definitely a place for trusts, mm. but they should go hand in hand with a, uh, a prenup. Right. And I, your point that you made earlier about people are worried about what it says about the relationship, which I think that's come up time and time again. And it's I, I understand where people are coming from. I do. But I also think this is the same reason you have insurance. You're not planning to use it, um, but you might need to. And you're also putting things down on paper and you're talking about your expectations for each other and your expectations of what's the best way to handle things and who contributes what. I think even clarifying those things can be important and peace of mind surely is good to strengthen things. Absolutely. Um, and, and often people will come in to, uh, to get a, a prenup and, and mm. the first thing I do is sit them down and, and have a discussion about what it is they're trying to achieve. Mm. And just do some reality checking about things that they've thought about. Mm. And one of the things that people often don't think about when they go into a relationship where there's an imbalance of property, so one person has a lot of property and the other person doesn't, Mm. is that if they live their lives like they've got a lot of property Mm. and the person with the property has entered into an agreement saying, well, everything that I've got I keep, 
Mm -hmm. um, then the person who starts off with nothing actually doesn't get the chance to build up their assets because they'll be they'll be uh -huh. swayed to go and do all sorts of exciting things with the person who doesn't need to save anymore. They're mm -hmm. okay because they're in a home. Mm -hmm. um, but the reality is that had they started off in a relationship with someone that was on the same kind of financial level that they were, yeah. they probably would have scrimped and saved a bit more and perhaps bought a house and, and started... Um, getting some financial security in that way. Right. And so it's it's not just as simple as saying, well, it's fair to, to allow people to protect what they brought into the relationship. Yeah, that is such an interesting point that I had never thought of. Okay, if someone was thinking about a prenup, is there sort of any pointers of things that they should generally consider, you know, areas they should be thinking about? Well, I think that they they need to think about what their expectation of the relationship is. Mm -hmm. Is the relationship a a committed long term partnership where they're actually building up things together? Mm -hmm. um, is it something where they want protection just for a little bit to see whether things are actually going to work out, right. um, and that then, if as long as things are working out, then uh, then they can be a little bit more. Um, equal in their sharing. Mm -hmm. um, what would happen if they separated? Mm -hmm. And what do they think, standing back and thinking about it carefully now, what do they think would be reasonable mm. to happen on separation? Mm. You know, Do they think that it would re be reasonable for one person to, to be left with absolutely nothing if they'd been in a relationship for, say, 10 years? Mm. Do they want to make sure that that person is, has somewhere to live for a while? For example, and and think outside the square. That there are there are lots of possibilities in terms of developing something for two parties mm -hmm. that that are entering into an agreement. It, it doesn't need to be black and white. Yes, and I imagine if you sort through those things, then hopefully, if unfortunately things go wrong and you do hit forty or fifty, or if you are in those situations now and you're getting into a new relationship and you hit even 65 and unfortunately it goes wrong again, hopefully it won't entirely destroy the golden years. Exactly. <laughs> Cross fingers. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming in. That's Kirsty Swaddling from the Family Law section of the Law Society. Now, if you have a question about this topic or anything else to do with money, property, do get in touch with me. I will try to find an expert for you to answer it on a future podcast. You can find me Facebook, Francis Cook Journalist, Twitter, Francis Cook, Instagram, Francis Cook NZ. Just pick your favourite. You can also subscribe to this podcast. We're pretty much everywhere, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.